Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Let's admit it, we've all seen some crazy uniforms out on the gridiron lately. The artistic expression of multicolored uniforms and adornments makes your head spins as the teams in the stores are looking for new team-related jerseys to market. This is not anything new, and today we go into a recent piece by Football Archaeology's website where Timothy Brown discovered some oddly colored gridiron jersey numbers of the past of the 1930s from Caltech. And Tim's coming up with that story in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pigpen, your portal to positive football history. And welcome to Tuesday, footballarchaeology.com day. Timothy P. Brown, the founder and head writer of that site. Tim, welcome back to the Pigpen. Hey, Darren. Good to see you again on a beautiful summer evening. Looking forward to uh, talking a little bit of old football. Yeah, we are getting to the point where football is, uh, you know, there's pads being clacked around the, the country and balls being thrown. And uh, we're going to be seeing a lot of that real soon. Uh, yep. Well, of course, we can still watch our, our friends north of the border that have been playing, but uh, getting exciting. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I was going to say before you added the the CFL, our CFL friends, I've been I don't. I haven't been really watching it when it's on CFL Plus, but when it's on the on the CBS thing, I you know I tape those and watch those games. So it's fun. It was, yeah. There's some great great football. It definitely is. There's a lot of offense. They really gear it towards uh, scoring some points. So that's what makes it yeah. attractive. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to talk uh, tonight about one of your tidbits that you had uh, back in June, you know, just a little over a month ago and talking about some jerseys, which is a, a favorite topic. I, I love talking about those and something in particular unique about the numbers. And uh, I'll, I'll let you uh, take it from there. Yeah. So this is um, sometimes I can't even recreate how I found you know, some of these <laughs> stories, but um, I, I think what happened was I, I was looking at, um, somehow I'd come across um, the story is about Caltech, so California technology. And, and right there, you know, it's going to be something wacky when that that school yeah. name and football come together. There's something going to be yeah. fun. Well, they don't play football anymore, at least at the varsity level. But but they did for a long time. You know, they you know they had success in the uh, California small college circuit. You know, the Occidentals and the uh, Whittiers and you know those kinds of schools and but you know in there they sit in uh, the school sits in pa- is in Pasadena and so 
you know, one of the cool things about them, and there's a, a picture, you know, of, of one of their home games in the Rose Bowl, you know, in like 1933 or something. But, you know, they played their games in Tournament Park before the Rose Bowl Stadium was built and then in the Rose Bowl because <laughs> they're <laughs> literally right next door. And uh, so anyways, you know, they, they did attract a couple thousand fans to see a game under the lights and in uh, in the Rose Bowl. So, you know, kind of fun stuff. It, I'm sure it had to be a big treat for any of the opposing teams to get a chance to play there. Um, but so somehow I came across them. I, I actually did two stories in a row about Caltech because the previous uh, tidbit was about these face shields that they wore in the, you know, 1940-41 period. Um, and, but they ended up, you know, they were basically shields to allow guys who wore glasses to play football. And this is before face masks, you know, were, were common. And so somehow in searching through their yearbooks, I came across a couple of pictures where it was like, what is going on with those jerseys? And so what they had was, you know, for want of a better term, two, two toned numerals on the jerseys. So they, they only had, numbers on the backs they didn't have them on the front um but that they had you know a wide a dark wide stripe that ran through the sleeves and then the body and maybe you know just a, a you know above the belly button but not all the way up at the chest and so um it was probably six inch wide seven inch wide stripe and because that thing was there when they put the numbers on you know it they couldn't have like a dark number because it would have overlapped with the, with the dark stripe. And then on the rest of the Jersey where it's white, they couldn't have a white number. So what they did is they had a two-tone number. So on the dark where, you know, where it went over the dark stripe, it was a white number, but then above the stripe, it was dark. Yeah. So now, let, I, let me let me cut in here real quick here, folks. If you want to, but Tim is explaining this, you can see a great example of it. We have uh, the link in the show notes that takes you right to uh, Tim's footballarchaeology.com site. He's got some great uh, images of what he's talking about there, so you can appreciate that. So I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. So yeah, I should I should have mentioned that myself, but um, and so the thing is, you know, I mean, like I literally I track every college yearbook that I that I look mm -hmm. at, you know, just to make sure have I covered this turf before or not. And, you know, I, I'm probably need to go through a bunch of them just because I'll see new things. But um, but I've looked at like now I'm just under 3,400 old college yearbooks that I've paged through to look at the, you know, the football section. And I've never come across <laughs> these <laughs> two-toned numbers before, or at least I haven't noticed them. So, Anyways, um, so I think I think they're unique. Uh, you know, I've seen like Penn used to have, or Penn probably still does, um, and Harvard. Both schools I've seen like the the P or the H logo, where there'd be a diagonal, you know, split, mm -hmm. you know, from lower to lower to upper, and so one would be maroon and the other would be white, or one would be blue and the other white. So, you know, it. So if you can imagine that, if you've seen that logo, then that's basically what it looked like, except as a horizontal split, you know, upper and lower of the dark and the and the white. But anyway, it's just one of those weird things that um, thankfully never caught on. And 
as much as, you know, t- nowadays, it used to be you could only have Arabic letters or, and, and then you had to, there were like certain constraints. You could only use these typefaces. Right. Uh, nowadays, there's so much, you know, basically unreadable. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I think they still there, there's just a greater number of fonts I think they can use, but they got, sort of going to have a, you know a certain size block number to be legal. I think even NCAA, because otherwise somebody like Oregon would be pushing the limits probably beyond what Caltech did in yeah. this case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah, it's just you know I've seen too many like white on gray uniforms. You know, white numbers on gray uniforms. The fonts are all these things that they look like they're from nascar or something they're just big mm-hmm. ugly and so anyways um hmm. and don't get me started on colored fields but because that's another story <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I there's there's one blue one in particular i don't even know if i can watch the games <laughs> it drives yeah. me crazy but uh great football there but not the great field yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah so anyways it's this is just one of those things where it's uh just kind of a bizarre thing i mean i I've never seen it, you know, obviously didn't take off, didn't become popular, but, you know, maybe somebody else had one. And if they do reach out and let us know. Well, that's what we count on you for is the bizarre uh, football items. And uh, you definitely deliver those. And this is one, <laughs> one of them. So we, we love it. I mean, I think it's a, it's great. It's great conversational pieces. And, and you learn a lot about what people were trying to uh, experiment with and innovate yeah. or try to gain an advantage over the other team or whatever. Uh, personal style choice. I don't know what you'd call this, but yeah, it's some yeah. cool stuff. It's really interesting. So we appreciate yeah. that. Too. I mean, I, I, I've used it a couple times, but it's the, you know, innovation versus oddity. You know, it's, if people adopt it and, you know, it takes off, then, oh, you were innovative. But if you did something that everybody thinks, especially looking back, you know, 50, 60 years later, you know, what in the heck were yeah. they thinking? But why do those people have stripes down the middle of their helmet? <laughs> what are they crazy? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> those yeah. things. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, if uh, you could share with us, uh, you know, to the listeners so we can enjoy your tidbits because you have items like this, you know, seven days a week and you have you have some beauties that are come on there like this uh, and you'll get a yeah. good chuckle out of her or just be entertained for, for you know, a few minutes and uh, talk about the, the people at the work around a water cooler next day or whatever, buddies, uh, while you're having a, a few cold ones, it's a great way to, to do it to, and get some football history every single day. So, Tim, if you could share how the uh, folks could uh, join you in that, uh, they appreciate that. Sure. Uh, you know, best way to do it is um, just go to footballarchaeology.com subscribe you can do that for free and then uh you know basically you'll get an email from me every night at seven o'clock eastern um i'm also on the substack platform um on on twitter and on threads so and all under the same name football archaeology well tim brown thank you very much once again for talking to us about some great football history and your footballarchaeology.com uh tidbits and we will talk to you again next tuesday very good. Thank you much. Have a good one. That's all the football history we have today, folks. Join us back tomorrow for more of your football history.
we invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.